This is the CNY Hoops Nation podcast on FingerLakes1.com. Hello, Hoops fans, and welcome to Episode 8 of the CNY Hoops Nations Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Will. This is a little bit shorter of a podcast, but uh, we're going to give a rundown here of the sectional quarterfinals, or actually the semifinals, I apologize, and we'll talk about who's moving on into the uh, sectional finals and what teams we have to follow. Um, we'll give the previous week's week in review. Then we're going to head off on the upcoming schedule, the finals, which will be next week. And we'll give our, this week, instead of doing the top ten, we're going to do our top five because we still have five teams remaining. So we'll do uh, a top five, our power rankings of the top five, and we'll give it the, instead of the top ten. I will do a, uh, I will let you know who uh, six through ten are, though. Um, as we've shuffled a little bit here since the uh, semifinal games. So with that said, let's get right into Friday, February 28th. We had a couple teams in action. <clears throat> Excuse me, actually four of our teams in actions and all SCAC teams. And, and there are two SCAC teams and two OHSL teams. Um, East Syracuse Manoa and James O'Dewitt playing in a rubber match at the SRC Arena. It was won by Jamesville DeWitt at 56-46. But ESM, East Syracuse Manoa Spartans, were led by Jimmy Ferns, who had 14 points and 6 rebounds. And then Nick Peterson had 13 points and 9 rebounds. And Matt Bircho Wright had 6 points. Nashay Cook had 4 points. Devin Moscato Buffalo had 6. Joe Kopp had 2. And Nick Brown had 1. And for the winning Jamesville DeWitt Red Rams, who have now beat ESM twice this year, so they're 2-1 and one on the season against the Spartans. They were led by senior Division One Peyton Shumpert with 21 points. He had eight three-pointers, eight rebounds, one block, one steal. Followed by Preston Shumpert, who had 15 points. Five rebounds, four assists, one block. Matthew Saplicki had 13 points on three three-pointers with six rebounds and one assist. And to round out the scoring, let's see, we had Matt Bradford with three. Tricky Trey Autry with two points, five rebounds, five assists, one steal. And John Marshall Withers with two points. So, Shumpert, Shumpert Brothers combined for a total of 36 points and just proves to be too much for the ESM Spartans. Uh, I feel like that's a tough matchup. Anyways, when 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 Jamesville DeWitt shoots the ball well and everybody's moving and rotating with the ball, they're a tough, they're a tough team to beat. Uh, I do like the fact that after the last game that we watched on 9WSYR.com's live stream at ESM, uh, I'm glad Nick Peterson showed up this game. Uh, I thought he did a lot better job. You know, 13 points, 9 rebounds. 
eight. He's six foot eight or six foot ten, whatever. Uh, he's a big body, and against a team like JD that wants to get up and down and shoot, shoot the ball. Uh, you need that big force, and he needs to be effective. And that's good that he was. Uh, you know, good luck to him. He's a senior moving on. Good luck to all the seniors with the Spartans. You know, and, and best of luck to uh, our guys with uh, the Janesville DeWitt Red Rams. Uh, you know, I've said it before on the podcast, and I'll say it again here on Episode 8, that JD may be one of the best teams coming out of Section 3 this year. I'm not sure if anybody can beat him, but we'll we'll find out. You know, it, it, with the two Shumper boys, with Matthew Saplicki, Tricky Trey Autry, Gunther Snore. Um, John Marshall Withers, you know, they can play. And it's tough to find a team that can guard all five or six of those guys. But good luck and congratulations, ESM, on your season. Uh, nothing to hold your head, uh, hang your head down on. Um, and, you know, good luck to Jamesville DeWitt as they move on to the next round. The other semifinal in the Class A's put the Bishop Grimes Cobras, excuse me, the Bishop Grimes Cobras at the Christian Brothers Academy at the SRC Arena. And previously, you know, I had talked quite a bit about the Cobras and Coach Bob McKenney and how impressive it was that he went out of his out of his way, really, on the non-league schedule and really scheduled some powerhouse teams. And they were really, really battle-tested. And, you know, they're sitting at 12-10 and 10, heading into this game. And I, the outcome of the game kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, but with that said, you know, CBA has been one of the hottest teams in the league in all of Section 3, you know, the last month. So CBA goes on to win 70-47. to 47. Um, That was a bit of a shocker that the game was that far apart. I thought it would have been a little bit tighter game. But, you know. CBA has been hot and they've stayed hot. Um, for the Cobras, uh, their season comes to an end, you know, and Coach McKenney will have him right back in the lab and ready to go for next season. Uh, kudos to a good season on him, or I mean, excuse me, a good season for them. They played a lot of tough competitions, really setting the bar high, as he always does wherever he's at, whether it was when he was at Jamesville DeWitt or when he, since he's been at Bishop Ludden or when he was in Vermont. So good luck, Coach McKinney. Congrats on a, another good season. Uh, you lost to a good team, and you know, to hang your head out, obviously I know he's not going to, but he's going to come back with a team next year that's ready to play as well. But So Bishop Grimes was led by... A.J. Burnett's 11 points, 2 rebounds, 2 assists. Ian Denton had 10 points, 4 rebounds. Jack, or excuse me, Sylvester Seaton had 7 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists. Jack Gutchess had 6 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks. Joe White with only 6 points and 1 rebound. And Bayam Magusu. Four points, five rebounds, one assist, and then um, that's it. No, Nader Elturk round out the scoring with three points. That's all the Cobras mustered. As for the brothers of Christian Brothers Academy, they were led by, <coughs> excuse me, Callan Kelly, 17 points, two blocks, one steal. Followed by Sam Haas, 16 points, three uh, threes, two rebounds, four assists, and a steal. 
Dan Anderson had 11 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals. Luke Valenti, 9 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist. Cam Harris, 4 points, 1 rebound. Ryan McKenzie, 4 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist. Chris Catalano, 4 points, 3 rebounds, 1 steal. And let's see, to round out the scoring, we had R.J. Romero, 3 points. And Jason Boulay, 2 points, 3 rebounds, 6 assists. So pretty widespread. Um, you know, they hit a total of five, four, five, six, eight threes. You know, and Grimes hit seven, so not far off there. Um, just it was a matter of runs. You know, it's a game of runs, and CBA took care of business. The game was 27-20 at halftime, and. Uh, Excuse me, I'm trying to figure out this math quick in my head because I didn't write it down <laughs> like I should have. But um, 27 was a seven-point game at halftime, uh, five-point game after the third, and CBA used a 29 to seven fourth quarter to pull away. Congratulations to the brothers as they move on to face the red hot JD uh, Red Rams in the finals next week at SRC. For Saturday, February 29th, the uh, Leap Day, we had the Wheatsport Warriors playing host to the Onondaga Tires. The rematch from a game earlier in the season that was won by Wheatsport at home. This time would be no different. The Warriors would prevail 47, or excuse me, 67 47. The Tigers were led by do-it-all point guard Logan Nordman's 19 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, and 1 block. Followed by Nate Hall, who had 10 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. Carter Gentile, 6 points, 2 rebounds. Messiah Bay, 4 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Nate Recor, 7 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist. Jaden Freeman, 1.1 rebound. And that rounds out the scoring. The first thing I noticed in that particular group... Excuse me, is that I noticed that, you know, Will's Aaron Jones had a rebound and an assist. He's not in the scorebook. He usually puts up a couple here and there. I'm not sure. I wasn't at the game. I had prior obligations, so I wasn't able to go to the game. Um, I didn't catch any of the live streams. Um, you know, I'm pretty particular about how that works. Uh, I know there's some some people out there that do live stream and they, and they live stream it, but Section Three actually has a policy that for every game you're supposed to pay a hundred dollars and sign a contract to live stream it. Um, I'm not saying I agree with it or disagree with it, but I always try to do what's right. So I don't always support all the live streams. And, and and I do try to watch them, though. I'm not going to act like I, I don't watch them, but that's just not what I will do. I won't be live streaming unless uh, it's a team we cover and we actually, you know, we pay the contract and we do the do it the right way, and that's the way it should be. Because you're only cheating the kids. The money goes towards Section 3 and goes back to the kids and what they awards and the facilities and all that fun stuff. 
But so I know no was Aaron Jones wasn't in the scoreboard. Nate Record was held to seven points. Nate Hall had ten. Um, Logan Norman had nineteen, so he had a pretty good game. And you know, um, I thought it was going to be a tighter game. I thought it was going to be a rubber match, you know, not a rubber match, but I thought it was going to be a good rematch where it's going to be a good old school, um, like Coach Scarlatta said in our interview last week, or earlier in the week, that it was going to be an old school football matchup, and they're going to bang around, you know, but it didn't end up being that way, I think. I think, uh, you know, Weedsport took advantage of its size and did what they have done, you know, 20 other times this season. Wheatsport Warriors, Coach Scarlatta's team, were led by leading scorer Joshua O'Connor, who had 17 points, 14 rebounds, 2 assists, followed by Jake Brown, who had 12 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, Mitch Fiocco, big Mitch Fiocco, with 11 points, 3 rebounds, Justin Miles, 6 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, Tommy Sickler had 6 points and 2 steals, Big Joel Bloomer had four points, five rebounds, one steal. Alex Murray had two points, two rebounds. Owen Mabbitt with three points, six rebounds, one block. Kellen DeJean with a rebound and three steals. Aiden Mabbitt with four points, four rebounds, three steals, or excuse me, three assists, one block, one steal. And Garrett Sevier, Sevier, I apologize if I say your name wrong, had two points to round out the scoring. You know, so that's the thing with Wheatsport is they're just so balanced. What do you do? Let's see the big guys. They got two six five kids who are all of six five and two fifty plus, and they just beat them inside out. You know, and between between Fiaco and Bloomer, you got fifteen points, eight rebounds. You know, and that's not counting O'Connor and Aiden Mabbitt or even. Owen Mabbitt, who crashed from the wings, and they had they had 20 rebounds between the three of them. You know, Jake Brown is another guard. He's usually in the game. You know, he's a shooter. He plays defense, and he had six rebounds too. So they, they, clearly, they just beat him up on the glass. And they just beat him up on the glass. Um, I did see a couple posts that um, people had shared on our Facebook profile. You know, and they said that they had thought. Um, they should have pressed early on in the whole game, I guess. Uh, they said it appeared that Wheat Sports guys were tired. I wasn't at the game, so I can't really say. I didn't see, so I can't vouch for that. But I'll take their word for Excuse me, word for it. I know Wheat Sports a bigger, longer, athletic team. And I think one thing Onondaga really did have on them is their speed and quickness. So that may have been a, a nice difference there for them and it could have been a different maker but i know you know coach paul bender's put a lot of time in over the years he's still i mean he's got to be in his 70s he this guy is a basketball wizard i don't think anybody anticipated onondaga to be where they were you know and they won their division you know they're you know as far as the division stats go in the class in in the ohsl uh liberty what is it liberty and american or whatever, they finished second to Wheatsport, essentially. You know, and they won their side, Wheatsport won their side, and they, they had to clash in the semifinals. It would have been great if they could have met in the finals, but it didn't work out that way. And, you know, Wheatsport took care of business. So kudos to Coach Scarlotta. Good luck in the final coming up next week. You know, get over that hump and get that debit SRC again. Moving on in the uh, later games, we had the 
Jenna Brown playing at Solve at the SRC. The Bearcats have been pretty hot this year as well, especially as of late. Uh, and the Solve would remain victorious with a 65-45 win over General Brown. Solve was led by Brock Bogosi's 16 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 block, 4 steals, and one dunk that I, uh, you know, that we shared on social media. Nice little dunk to seal the dub. Um, Justin Scott, who's just back into action after some time off, or, uh, I'm not sure exactly why, but uh, he hadn't been playing for a while. But he comes back hot: 19 points, three threes, two rebounds, two assists, one steal. Basically, the difference in the game for them. Uh, Elijah Wright with 10 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block, 1 steal. Blaine Franklin at 9 points, 3 threes. He had 1 rebound, 1 assist. Um, Brendan Carolina, 4 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist. Jamie and Bliss, only 6 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block, 2 steals. Will Evans, 1 point, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals. And Josh Florzek had 3 rebounds, 1 assist. So, you know, now now Salve is an interesting team that I've been following this year that I uh, I kind of could have pegged it. You know, I could have told you, Bogosi's going to score, Wright's going to score, and Bliss is going to be their third scorer. Well, in this case, that, that would be prove me wrong because now that Scott's back in the game, now they got a four-headed monster that they can come at you with, and that could prevail. <laughs> they got a tough uphill task against the number one team in the state coming up. But that that might be a good might be the best offense that they've seen this year, next to when Lowville lost to uh, Albany Academy. But in the nightcap, it was Marcellus uh, being hosted by Lowville at the SRC. Lowville, the number one seed, twenty one and one overall, number one in the state. Too much to handle for Marcellus. They got out in the third quarter, I believe it was. Let me see. At halftime, it was thirty seven seventeen. So they're down twenty at halftime. They come out and they go down 22 at the end of the third, but they make a nice little run and they end up outscoring Lowville 25-19 in the fourth. They got it down to I believe 12, and then Lowville put the clamps on the rest of the game. But you know, Marcellus, I thought they played had a great game, played a great year, 16 and seven. Um, I thought they turned a lot of heads. I'm not so sure that I anticipated them making it to the semifinals. And obviously, you get a tough matchup with the number one team in the state. Anything can happen, but you know they're tough. They're they're there for a reason. These guys have been there and done that a couple of years in a row now. But Marcellus was led by uh, Luke Ignani's 14 points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal. Jared Salmon had 12 points, five rebounds, three blocks, and Matt Kershaw had 10 points, two rebounds. Tristan Jarvie had nine points, three rebounds, three assists, one steal. Corey Kangemi, I apologize if I say your name wrong, seven points, four rebounds, one assist. Ryan Salmon, three points, three rebounds. And Pat Lauer finishes out the scoring for the Mustangs at two points for their total of 57. You know, nothing to hold their heads on. They all played hard, and they got there this year, so that's pretty good. You got to see that kind of talent right now, you know, and 
and you, you've experienced what Lalville has to offer, I, I believe Lalville returns majority of their guys again next year, so they could be in the same position. I don't remember if Bo- I think Box is senior. I think um, I think the Zaire kid's a senior. I'm not sure, but you could see him again next year down the road, and hopefully, you know. Um, Mustangs learned, and maybe they can get a, a little revenge on it. We'll find out, but congratulations to the Mustangs uh, making it to the semifinals and having a good run. Moving on to Sunday, March 1st today, we uh, I actually went up to the games. I had some time I put away, and I wanted to see our uh, CNY Hoops Nation's Power Rankings number two team was Bishop Ludden this past week, and I wanted to get a chance to see them play. Of course, they're playing in the double A's, and they had to play against the number two seed, I believe. I think it was a 2-3 matchup. Uh, Corcoran and DeJour Reeves. Fun game to watch. Ludden hung around. They just didn't have enough at the end of the day. Um, They were down seven in the first, down nine and a half. Then they were down 10 at the third and ended up losing 71-57. Ludden was led by Jaron Buford's 19.6 rebounds, one assist. Michael Kegler with 12 points with two threes, three rebounds, one assist, one steal, or excuse me, one block, two steals. Nazir Kinsey, 10 points, five rebounds, two assists, one block, two steals. John DeMonte, 10 points, 4 rebounds, 1 block. Monte Johnson, 4 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 5 blocks, 1 steal. Grant Baker, 2, two points, 2 rebounds, 1 steal. Um, one thing that is alarming in that game, you notice right off the bat from the score, scorecard is, you know, Monte Johnson finished with only 4 points. He took a hard fall early in that game. In the uh, second quarter, I believe it was, and I don't think he felt the same the rest of the game. I think it changed a lot of what he had going on. But uh, he still played through it, and he played well. You know, Michael Kegler went down with an injury with like 250 left or 350 left in the game, and he ended up coming back in, finishing strong. Kudos to both of those guys who have been the face of Bishop Ludd in the last few years uh, as they move on forward into their next steps. Um, probably Monte, I would assume, is going to go to a prep school, and I'm sure Michael is going to play at the next level next year. Uh, wherever home may be for him, whatever program gets either one of them guys is getting two top-notch guys that work hard. Kudos to you guys, and good luck in the future with what your future brings. And the Corcoran was led by Dior Reeves, who had 30 points, 7 rebounds. Dwayne Young, 12 points, 22 rebounds. DJ Hayes had 10 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. And Arthur Williams had nine points, five rebounds. You know, one thing that I, I, I took note of at the game when I was talking with my assistant coach of my 10th grade AU team went with me and uh, and Eric and I were co- conversing back and forth that, you know, Corcoran only hit two threes, you know, and uh, they just kept attacking the basket, offensive rebound, putbacks. Uh, they were playing a 2-3 zone, and every time they got a rebound, you know, Reeves would leak out and and secondary break, or or he'd be the initial break, and attack right to the basket. And that was something they – Corkin, obviously, they have practiced this. They, they practiced it a lot. They've executed it a lot. They're very, very good at competing and doing that. 
And that was the difference. I mean, Dior had 30 points, and I think he took one elbow jumper that got knocked down. That knocked down. So I think everything else was pretty much layups or free throws, and he only had two free throws. So uh, of his 14 field goals, one of them was an elbow jumper. The rest was all at the basket. That tells you, you know, that whole group, that that's what they, they get to the basket. You know, and they, and they bully you up on the boards, and they get to the basket. I am going to touch base on the other double-A game, you know, um, as Corcoran moves on, they play the winner of Baldensville RFA. Baldensville ends up taking care of business, 74-55. The game was really a seven-point game all game until late in the fourth quarter, and it really just blew open um, the whole second half. It was 18-13 after one, um, and then it was 32-26 at half. You know, and then Baldensville jumped out. You know, eight or four more points made that 16 point lead or six point lead a 10 point lead, and then they outscored them by nine. And to give you your final, Rome Free Academy was led by senior sensation Damian Call, who in the first quarter became Rome Free Academy's all time leading scorer. He needed four points to tie it, five points to break it, and uh, he did all of that. He had 22 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 blocks. You know, and I'm not so sure Damian was himself. He only had one three. He only took a couple threes. He really banged around inside a lot. I'm not sure how his ankle was feeling or not, but he, he didn't let it change his demeanor. He attacked, played well on defense, rebounded well. You know, and they just uh, met a match of a, a hot team who got really hot at the right time. Uh, congratulations to you, Damian. I'm not sure where you're uh, going to be attending later on. I'll have to reach out to Coach Nick Medesis and see what he says, um, if he has an idea, or just you know get a message to you to let us know when you do decide, and we'll uh, broadcast you on our podcast for it. And maybe we can get you on, on the podcast for an interview. I know you're kind of out of uh, our SEACOHSL area, but, you know, Damien's a kid that I've been following for a long time, you know, since he was in ninth grade with Coach Nick Medesis. And um, just is overall a good, talented kid. I'd like to, like to tell him kudos and congratulations again from RFA, becoming the all-time leading scorer. Um, Jeremiah Bartholomew had 12 points, one rebound, two assists, two steals. Isaac Howard had nine points, three rebounds. Andrew Recco had seven points, five rebounds, two steals, and Hunter Frisch had two points, and Jordan Baldwin had two points. So the star of the show, obviously, built Baldwinsville. Uh, the first half, RFA did a great job on JJ Starling. He, I believe, he only had eight points in the first half, and. Um, Six or eight, four or eight, actually. I don't recall. They did a great job on him. But Bo Nicholson carried the, the bees through the first half. I think he had 14, 14 or 16 first half points. Um, but anyway, you know, they Beville does what they do, and they ride J.J., and J.J. at one point went to the basket, hit a little jumper, got a layup. You know, and RFA was pressing, and he caught, he caught the ball on the wing on a scramble and just took off from the baseline and, emphatic one-handed hammer came right back hit a three and you could just see the eyes the killer instinct in, the, in his face his eyes changed the kid is definitely special so he ended up being a game high scorer with 31 points 10 rebounds one assist two steals six threes followed by bo nicholson's 
22 points, 14 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block, 1 steal. He had 2 threes. Then Chase Trombley, 7 points, 1 rebound, 1 block. Dan Fabrizio, 6 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists. Ben Bifulco, 6 points. And Braden McCard had 2 points. Nate Ray, 3 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals. Again, like I said, that's I know they're not typically part of our coverage area um, as far as the league that they play in. However, I had to get a chance up there. I, I we were there to watch Ludden anyways and see our guys, the number two ranked uh, CNY Hoops Nation power ranking team, and we might as well stay and watch JJ Sterling. Just got offered by Alabama last night, night before. I believe he's already been offered by Syracuse. Syracuse was in the house to watch him play. <laughs> As a sophomore, a super sophomore sensation, this kid is legit, and it's going to be interesting to see where where he ends up in the future. Um, good luck to JJ as they they're going to play a tough matchup against Corcoran next weekend. So this upcoming schedule for next weekend, all the the finals, going to be Saturday, March seventh at twelve noon is the Class D final, and that game is actually going to be played tomorrow night the uh, other semifinal game is going to be played tomorrow night the rider is already in and let me give you a quick rundown it's going to be old forge is playing against lime at the src tomorrow at six and the winner of that will take on the rider so i believe that's a two three the riders are number one and i believe uh lime's a two and old forge is a three i believe in that and that game will be at 12 noon. The Weedsport Warriors will be hosting the Cooperstown Indians, I believe. I don't think they've changed their name yet. They were the Indians when I played, and I'm pretty sure that's what they still call them. So uh, Cooperstown will play at Weedsport at the SRC for the Class C Final at 2 p.m. Solve playing number one state-ranked Lowellville at 4 p.m. in the Class B Final. Then we got an old school rivalry. We got Christian Brothers Academy at Jamesville DeWitt at the SRC Class A final at 6 p.m. And then we got the Baldwinsville at Corcoran Class AA final at 8 p.m. game we had just talked about. So if I can go out on a limb here, I think Old Forge is going to be Lime tomorrow and they're going to take on DeRider. I don't think they have enough to take DeRider. I think DeRider is going to win that one. I think Wheatsport is going to come out victorious over Cooperstown. I think Cooperstown is going to give a valiant effort in the seas, but I think Cooperstown. Excuse me, I think Weesport's just too big, too athletic, and you know, 21 and two, they're ready to go. They they want to get over the hump. They want to hang that banner. I believe it'll be the first banner since uh, I don't I, I want to say 07, but I feel like it was 03, 04, somewhere in there with Kobe Fiend in them. But uh, Coach Scarlatta's got his guys ready to go, and you know he's going to have them ready to play this week. I'll I'll try to get him on the hook and get an interview uh, during the week with him, and we'll play that in the midweek. You know, Salve at Lowville. You know, anybody would say they're going to take Lowville. I think that's probably the logistical answer. I really like to see Salve, you know, compete and they could shock the world and beat the number one team in the state. Um, I think that game is going to be one of the better games, too. But I think Lowville does edge them. And. The 6 p.m. game, you know, two teams from our, one team from our SCAC Empire and one team from our OHSL, CBA Brothers 
and James Wood, the two hottest teams in all of Section 3 right now. They both won 12 straight games. And I'm going to have to go with James Wood, the Wit Red Rams on this one. I'm just not sure that CBA has anyone that can compete and keep up with the Shumper, Saplicki, and Autry. Um, I'm going to give the Red Rams a nod on that one. Baldwinsville Corcoran, too close to call. I think Corcoran has the better overall team. I think Baldwinsville has the better overall player. Uh, it's going to be a close one either way. If if Bo Nichols, Nicholson shows up to play like that and the Trombley kid stays out of foul trouble and, and they hit their shots, I think it'll be a very fun game. I think there's going to be a few highlights put on mixed tapes from that game regardless. Um, and I'm going to have to stick with the Cougars on this one. I apologize, JJ. Good luck to you guys anyways. So good luck to the boys. All five sectional final games um, will be on here. Excuse me, will be next week, all Saturday the 7th. I personally won't be making any of the games. I don't believe I am running. we got our practice for our travel team. Uh, actually, both my travel teams and our program are practicing Saturday. I do apologize for that. Uh, but I will ha- make sure we get some updates sent out via Twitter or Facebook. Um, as always, you know, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can follow our page on Facebook and our profile, CNY Hoops Nation. Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, CNY Hoops Nation. Any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to reach out at at gmail.com. Um, after these finals, we're going to pick, we're going to actually release probably Sunday, hopefully, we're going to release our um, all CNY uh, Hoops Nations teams as well as our all CNY Hoops Nations tournament teams. And I think we're going to pick um, an MVP from each class. I think that'll be something cool. And I'm going to try to get those guys, all the MVPs on the hook. And maybe we can get them on the phone real quick and uh, get a little quick live interview in with them and congratulate them and, you know, so on and so forth. But with that said, let's move on to our next step in our podcast. Here is our CNY Hoops Nations on figurelikes1.com power rankings. 10 through 6. Got a little bit of a change, not much. So this, we're going to call this our power 5, but let me give you the 10 through 6 first for the top 10 anyways. Skinny Atlas, 14 and 8. Central Square, both tied at 10 with 15 and 7. At number 9, Anadaga, 17 and 16. At number 8, Marcellus, 16 and 7. At number 7, Bishop Grimes, 12 and 11. And at number 6 now is ESME Syracuse Manoa at 17 and 5. This week with our 5 teams still alive... In the finals this week, unfortunately, a couple of them play against each other. Uh, actually, one of them, or two of them play against each other, and that uh, could make it tough for... Uh, I'd like to have one of our teams in every final so then we can take, you know, shout them out and get them out there and, and put it out there for the kids when they win and whatnot. But uh, anyways, the A team is definitely going to be a winner from our coverage area so that's cool so with that said our power five rankings for this week at number five is number state uh, number 13 state ranked Solvay bearcats at 19 and four at number four is the fifth ranked wheatsport warriors at number 20 er, excuse me at 21 and two at number three is the number 24 state ranked bishop ludden gaelic knights 18 and four 
at number two is the Red Hot Brothers of CBA, Christian Brothers Academy at 16-6. and six. And at number one, again this week, number 24 in New York State Class A, Jamesville DeWitt Red Rams at 18-4. and four. I apologize. I said that all five teams were still playing. That is incorrect. Four of the teams are still playing because Bishop Ludden lost today to Corcoran. So we have four teams playing, two of them against each other. We got the, the A team, CBA, and James with the Wit. We got the B team in Salve and the C team in Wheatsport. Wouldn't that be great if we uh, we were home to a champion from all three, the A's, the, or A's, B's, and the C's? That would be a, that would be an exciting feat for our area, for our kids, our coverage area. We definitely would love to cover that. Um, and we'll follow them as far as they go, any one of our teams. Uh, I know we'll be in Glens Falls for the finals, as always, every year. And no different this year. And hopefully we got some Section 3 teams to root for, whether they're in our coverage area or not. Um, so, you know, with that said, best of luck to all 10 teams in the sectional finals, AA, A, B, and C, D. And congratulations on all you seniors. You know, they have laced up your sneakers for the last time um, this past season. Uh, hopefully a lot of you are moving on and you know you're going to play some hoops at the next level uh, not everybody will so more importantly you're moving on in life many of you are graduating uh, going to go to school going to go to tech school going to go in the real world and work and hopefully that you've used this platform of athletics to make you a better citizen and a better overall production of our uh, community as a whole best of luck and there's nothing like it you know high school sports is where it's at and to me high school basketball and high school football are hands down the best and, and basketball is amazing um what personally one of my favorites so uh go ahead and give us a follow on instagram twitter facebook page and profile and snapchat cny hoops nation and again I am your host, Coach Will, and this will conclude our episode number eight of the CNY Hoops Nations on FingerLakes1.com. Work hard, play hard. Time.